Blog Talk Radio. Howdy, everyone. It is October 12th, 2009, and time once again for our monthly worldwide open reading here on Poetry Superhighway Live, a project of the Poetry Superhighway website. Hello, my name is Rick Lupert. I'm the orchestrator of all things that were just mentioned and a few other things which are really of no significance whatsoever. Uh, but good to have you with me. Good to have you listening. It's an open reading for you. You listening, you are invited to call in and read your poetry. Uh, the number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Get out your poems. Get them, get them right there. Maybe you've got it up on the screen on the computer. Maybe you've got a printout. Maybe you've, you've scratched them into the back of your hand. I don't know, but we want you to call in and read them with no content or style restrictions. Um, and your poetry will be beamed via the Internet all over the known universe, listened to undoubtedly by gazillions of people. And I think the population of the universe was just established at, at, uh, at 13 gazillion. So you know a lot of people are listening, and, uh, and it's a great chance to expose your poems to lots of other people who may be listening. So call in 646-716-7362. That's uh, 646-716-7362. We'll put you on the air, and you will get to read your poems. I want to give a, uh, one, more, um, one more thanks to everyone else, uh, who, to everyone who participated in the Poetry Superhighway uh, contest which uh, ended last week. We had a special edition of Poetry Superhighway Live which you can listen to in the archive. Uh, uh, they're right there on the Blog Talk Radio page. Um, 80 people listened and a number of other people listened uh, afterwards in, uh, in its archived edition. I announced all the people whose poems scored in the top 10 positions of the contest, and many of whom were actually listening and called in and were able to read their poetry live online, uh, which, is, which is such a cool thing. We never used to be able to do that when we made the announcement in the chat room online. Nothing wrong with chat rooms, but there's something pretty cool about having someone be able to call in and just read their poem live. So uh, thanks to everyone who participated. Thanks to the many, many sponsors who uh, donated over 100 prizes, which will be going out to many of which have already gone out to the many people who have entered. Every single person who entered is getting a prize, um, which is another cool thing about our contest. If you happen to be one of our sponsors and you're listening and you didn't get the email from me about where to send your prizes to, then send me an email and let me know because uh, I definitely want to get that information to you so we can get those prizes out to the people who participated. And a huge, giant, extra special thanks to the three judges of the contest um, each one of them read all 570 poems uh, they, they, uh, over the course of the three months of the contest. Um, it was a lot of work, and they, they did it, and they did it on time. Uh, Gabrielle Middlebach, uh, F.J. Bergman, and Margot Lurie just did uh, outstanding work in getting back all those scores, and they maintained a good consistency in their scoring. And pretty much universally, everyone who's given feedback on the poems that have won has really said, wow, that's, that's great. Those are some great poems that, uh, that, that rose to the top. Uh, you know, the contest was, was scored blindly, so none of the judges had any idea whose poems were, uh, were, uh, were being read, or they were reading, that is, and a uh, pretty fair and honest way to do it. And, and the cool thing about it is that Don O'Leary, who took first place, actually 
won first place in the contest a few years ago with a completely different set of judges. So that's a great, great accomplishment for Don, local poet, uh, local here in LA at any rate. Um, and uh, congratulations to her and our second and third place winners, Salvatore Butacci and F.J. Bergman. So uh, again, you can listen to that whole broadcast live in the, in the Blog Talk Radio Poetry Superhighway live archives, as well as every single other show that we've done. You can listen to all the previous open readings. You can listen to last year's uh, uh, open or contest winners. You can, God, there's so much. You can spend the rest of your life listening to archived editions of Poetry Superhighway Live in a fine way to spend your life, that would be. Uh, even finer, though, would be if you called in now to read your poetry. Again, it is an open reading, and everyone of you who is listening is welcome to call in and read. Uh, again, the number is 646-716-7362. I put callers on the air in the order that you've called in. And uh, the only way, of course, that you can uh, read your poem is to, uh, is to call in. If you've never participated in an open reading before, um, this is kind of an easy way to do it because most open readings, of course, are in person. So you have people staring at you. And, uh, and God, that can be nerve-wracking. But here you could, be, you could be in your house. You could be naked. You could be wearing just half a bikini. It doesn't matter. Uh, you could disguise your voice. You could, you could even give a fake name, I suppose, and, and tell us you're, that you're from a place that you're not. Uh, and, uh, uh, but read your poems. It's, a, it's an exciting thing to do. And it's a, if you've never even read your poems out loud, it's a cool thing to do because it, uh, it helps, you, uh, helps you get to know your own poetry better as well. So I highly encourage participation in open readings, uh, this one included. Uh, one other thing about the contest I forgot to mention, uh, the, um, all three winning poems are, were featured poets of the week last week, not currently, but last week. So if you go to the Poetry Superhighway website at poetrysuperhighway.com, click on Past Poets Archive, and uh, the top item there currently are the three poets who won uh, this year's Summer Poetry Contest, September 29th to October 5th. So you can read their poetry. Of course, uh, this week we just sent out the newsletter yesterday, and we've got two new poets uh, ready, uh, who, who are poets of the week this week. Just another way we expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. So I'm going to get to our first caller. Uh, call in in the meantime. Uh, hello, caller from the 818 area code. Hello, Rick. Dave Nordling. Hey, Dave. Hey. How are you? How are you? Good. Good. <laughs> I'm doing great, thanks. Doing yeah. Really good. It's a lovely, sunshiny day here in Santa Monica, and I uh, thought I'd uh, start off with just one from my book, uh, Glass Houses. Uh, it's, called from, it's called Where the Wind Blows. Let's hear it. Where the Wind Blows. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Got a rocky start there. Uh, Where the Wind Blows by Dave Nordling. Where the wind blows, that's where I was going on the trail of a woman or a job, the thoughts of what could be. I found myself in the noonday at a Barstow restaurant pulling a smoke outside when the fantastic creatures came. Two convertibles burst forth, scented angels, like flowers, ghastly sight it was to an unprepared heart. Hide my eyes behind a smile, give them the open-collar poker face, cool, slick, smooth. Hello, ladies. I'm a nobody happy for the view. So go slick back. The standard has been raised. Retreat to reload in the john. Reshape the package in the mirror. It's time to sell. It's time to pull one from the herd. Strolling entrance with swing. Every word must pop. As luck would have it, they were at the only table in a sea of truckers, salesman stairs. 
I hit my marks and won a seat. So game, I'm game. Let's play. Four to a booth, and one lucky piece of desire will be unfolding a menu. Hmm. Well, gosh, you yep. made me hungry. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been to Barstow in a long time. Yeah, I, it's uh, definitely. Uh, it's. I don't know that I could say that it's been too long, <laughs> but it's certainly been a long time for me too. Um, yeah. Dave, uh, do you do you live in Santa Monica, or do you just happen to be there on the phone now? Um, both. I I happen to live here and uh, happen to be here at home. So. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's great. So you, you of course, uh, this is from your book Glass Houses, you said? Yeah, that's right. That's right. When did the book come out? Uh, I finally got around to publishing it uh, last year, 2007. Uh, well, if anybody's interested. Yeah, if anybody's interested, uh, you can give me a call. Do you want to give your phone number out on the air? Or is that the... eh, yeah, how, that's probably how, how, just more how, how idea. How, how can people get it if they if they want it? Can they send you an email? Do you have a website or is there any? Is it online? Uh, sure. My my email is d underscore nordling n o r d l i n g at yahoo dot com, and uh, it's just five dollars, and I'll get it right to you. That's fantastic. Now, uh, just for for folks who may not uh, know, I know you're involved with the uh, a live poetry reading that happens every Friday night in Santa Monica as well. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Uh, Monty Suri, uh, Joe Camhai, and Brenda Petrakos and I host the Rap Saloon in, uh, on 2nd Street in downtown Santa Monica every Friday. Um, we do so on a rotating basis, but uh, we like to, uh, we like to ha- have a, just an open space for anybody that wants to come and spend their Friday night uh, just sharing the, the spoken word or just simply listening. Uh, we're in the uh, youth hostel in the city of Santa Monica. Do you have a lot of uh, vagrant youths wandering in? <laughs> we we get a few. We it's it's really interesting to me how many uh, how many walk-ins we actually get for a place that usually doesn't get nearly the foot traffic that the Third Street Promenade does. So we're actually just one street over uh, from the Third Street Promenade, right near the pier, and uh, mm. we get a we get a handful of people from the youth hostel. It's uh, kind of a great way to combine. Uh, if you're coming in from out of town, you need a place to stay, and you want to. You want a guaranteed night to read. Um, you just find yourself there on Thursday and get up, enjoy Santa Monica, and then Friday night, there's the reading. That's fantastic. Do you have another poem you want to read? Sure. I'll, I'll do one more. Um, cool. This is also from the book, uh, Glass Houses. Let me uh, let me just give out the phone number one more time before I let you go uh, to the end of that sure. poem. The uh, number, if anyone wants to call in and read, and highly encourage you to do so, is 646 646- Seven one six seven three six two. It's an open reading. Everyone in the world, you're invited to call in and read. And if you call on your cell phone and you have free weekend minutes, it won't cost you a dime. All right, Dave. Okay. Uh, this is on a slightly different speed. Uh, this is called Quantum Existence. Never impossible. Only improbable does the glass unbreak itself. Entropy is a road sign. Don't eavesdrop. The conversation will break. There are layers to consider. Causality, linkage, duality, and the possibilities of all states at once. And in between, mostly nothing. Discrete parts of life spinning in ways you couldn't understand in this macro world. 
losing my sense of time when I tried to see you. Definitely a different speed. And, I, and I'm not less hungry at the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got an engineering background, so I figured... Uh, I don't think there's many poems written with, uh, uh, with science as a, as a theme or as a, uh, as a background, but... Uh, I bet that's not the, true. One, really? I bet that's not true. In fact, um, there was... There's a lot of... I, I mean, I, I see a lot of poetry coming in from all over the world, and, and uh, you know, I wouldn't say the majority of it, but definitely a, a chunk comes in that has its root in, in, in science. I mean, in a way, if you think about it, if... if uh, if we as poets, you know, are right in the style of, in sort of an observational way where we observe things and kind of throw it through our own filter to to output whatever our particular style is, Sci- you know, science, correct me if I'm wrong, is a lot of observation and then sort of yeah. determining what that meant. So it's, it's, not, it's not that far of a reach. And, and it was a, a couple open readings ago, uh, Poetry Superhighway Live open readings, that someone read something about uh, the... Uh, the Collider uh, uh, project that, uh, that, uh, that was controversial and right, and that people were confident it was going to destroy the world, and we're all going to get sucked <laughs> into micro and things, which may be happening right. as we speak, and it could be just going very slowly. I'm not sure. So, uh, uh, but anyway, so uh, you may not be right there, but um, it's great that you're participating in that genre, regardless. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a subject I enjoy very much. Cool. Dave, thanks so much for calling in. Yeah, thank, thank you, Rick. Thanks for having me. No problem. Call in any time. That's uh, Dave Nordling uh, from Santa Monica, California. Um, Dave, uh, as he mentioned, hosts a reading at the Rap Saloon, which is in Santa Monica uh, on 2nd Street, right next to the Buca de Beppo restaurant there, just uh, parallel to the 3rd Street Promenade. Every every Friday night, um, and uh, I go down there occasionally, and uh, it's just it's a fun way to spend a Friday night, if, especially if you're a poet, if you can participate in the reading. There's a great crew of featured readers who who come through uh, there, local poets from LA and people who are traveling, and uh, and it's just cool to be uh, in in Santa Monica. You can head out to the pier afterwards. You can have dinner beforehand. Whatever. It's uh, it's nice. All right, uh, moving along. Um, again, uh, you're invited to call and read. This is an open reading, and uh, and you are uh, uh, would love to hear your work. The number is area code 646-716-7362. Again, I put callers in or on on the air uh, in the order that uh, that you come in, um, and uh, you can uh, read poetry to our to our audience, and then that will be archived so people can can listen to it even if they miss the live show in perpetuity throughout the rest of time until the planet is destroyed by that collider and micro black holes, which again could be happening as we speak. That's uh, 646-716-7362. Next caller, I believe I have uh, Doug Holder on the line. Are you there, Doug? Yep, I am. I'm calling from uh, Boston, Massachusetts area. (laughs) Boston. Fantastic. Um, I, I'm glad you called in. You were a, uh, a recent featured Poet of the Week, September 8th through September 15th. And it's uh, really cool to be able to, to put a voice to a name who I've been you know, corresponding with for various uh, Poetry for Highway reasons for, for years now. 
Yes, I, uh, I think since 2001. Wow. You've been around that long, I think. I, I, I have, as a matter of fact, and as a couple years longer, personally. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, so, Doug, you got, a, you got a poem for us? Yeah, I'm going to read something from um, a new book of mine, The Man in the Booth in the Midtown Tunnel by the Savannah Barber Press in, in Somerville, Mass. They published it. It's a good friend of mine, Gloria Mindock, has a marvelous uh, small press. And I'll read the title poem, The Midtown Tunnel, just for folks who don't know. It's the tunnel that connects Queens, New York, to Manhattan. And uh, as a kid, I used to come from Long Island, which is on which Queens is on, into Manhattan. And this guy I always saw was in the booth, uh, all these films, and his job was just to sit in this booth. And I thought it was an awful job and a sort of um, a omen of the uh, outside world. So, uh, a man in the booth in a midtown tunnel. The cars stream under a frozen catatonic east river, and the man in the booth paces the perimeter of his cage. He fumes with the fumes and feels the river's pressure above his head, and he has lost his face long ago in a blue uniform. And the sun and the fresh air merely a hint. And we are faceless in a blur behind thick plates of light bleached glass. And we all remain ignorant of each other. And there is no light at the end of the Midtown Tunnel. Hmm. Very nice. Thanks. Um, you, are, uh, you, you run Ibbotson Street Press, is that right? Yeah, since 1998 we've that we're just actually releasing soon our 24th issue of the magazine Ibbotson Street and uh, we've also published 55 uh, titles of poetry and um, as well as some nonfiction. Um, we have a Holocaust anthology out by Susie Davidson um, called I Refuse to Die um, it was poetry and also testimony from survivors of the Holocaust in the Boston area and we're doing a documentary uh, right now um, with interviews with these Holocaust survivors that should be coming out soon, based on I Refuse to Die. Um, yeah, so since 1998, we've been doing poetry chapbooks and perfect bound editions of, uh, of poetry from uh, poets around the area. Mostly Boston area, or do you, do you cater to... Well, I mean, we, we've, we've done um, uh, A.D. Winnens, for instance, is out there on the coast, and... Um, we've done Hugh Fox, and uh, it seems that now we have this uh, sort of a, a cooperative group called, up the, called the Bagel Bards here in Somerville. We have a lot of poets, and you know, Somerville is based in Boston, so you get a lot of a lot of rushes because there's all these, you know, it's Harvard, Tufts, Brandeis, all these colleges around. So we're getting a lot of good talent, and um, uh, you know, we just uh, we, we're releasing a lot of books of folks in our in our circle right now. It just seems to happen, but uh, but we published books from people. I just published two Israeli poets, you might be familiar with them, who I met when I was touring Israel. I was reading uh, for the Voices Israel. Israel. I was judging their contest, and one is um, Helen Barlev and John Michael yeah. Simon. Yeah. So, well, I mean, published you know, books that, What's that? Again, that's, that's another phenomenon of the Poetry Superhighway. Those are two names I know really well, and for years they have been um, participators in many projects that we've, and they we've done here. And press now. Yeah. They found yeah, their own so press they, and an mag online magazine as well, Cyclemans and Swords. Right, so that's great. Um, had you been to Israel before? 
No, um, I was, you know, I met Helen. I was interviewing her. She was just touring the uh, country, and I told her, you know, I was interviewed her, and I told her what I was doing, and she was impressed, I guess. And uh, she said, "You want to judge the contest? Come to Israel." And I said, "Absolutely." Being Jewish first, I was very interested in that, and being a poet, and and um, you know, I, it was, it was, you know, I read in Jerusalem, Haifa, and Tel Aviv, I ran workshops. Um, it was great. Met very interesting people. I've published some since in the journal. Met, made new friends. Expanded my horizons a great deal. It's a different place, you know. There's a certain uh, deliberate kind of uh, living that goes on on there. That uh, yeah, that was quite a, yeah, quite a culture shock. I mean, everywhere I went, there were you know you know basically babes with machine guns and. Um, this is checkpoints and all this stuff, and you know, it's you realize what you have in the states. I mean, I mean, there it seems like a country under siege, and um, you know, I it was a little nerve-wracking, you know, fascinating and nerve-wracking at the, at the same time. Well, that's interesting that you say that. You know, I, I've I've had the the good experience of being able to lead some youth trips to Israel or young college right. students, and and there's always kind of a you know, if you've never been there, you have this idea that. You know, you, you see the news, and it, it must be under siege, and it's in, insane. And there is a certain insanity there, but um, most of the people who I've taken upon encountering, you know, soldiers in the street or soldiers waiting at the bus stop or, you know, people in uniform with their with their weapons have not had the reaction uh, that, 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 you, that you sort of mentioned in, in that there was sort of a fear and, and, a, and a shock. It was more of a comfort. It, more, it just sort of made sense, you know. Uh, yeah, and I guess sense. you know, you know, the thing was, you know, we would go to a restaurant, and they said, "Well, by the way, this was, um, this was, uh, there was suicide bomber came in there last year, killed everyone," and the, and then we said, "Oh, you're staying in this apartment here in Haifa," and they said, "By the way, the uh, the uh, apartment was bombed next door last year in the Lebanese incursion." So I'm just saying, it has that milieu, that zeitgeist of, um, you know, of. Um, uh, uh, you know, I mean, uh, maybe I'm extremely neurotic, but I mean, uh, it, uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's a little unnerving. I mean, I, I had a great time, don't get me wrong, but I mean, every once in a while, I think, you know, what's the deal? But actually, going around Jerusalem, they say, is safer than being in, you know, and going around in New York, you know, so... Yeah, just the the the. Uh, you're probably right, or driving on freeways in L.A. for, for that matter, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's, it's yeah. the every traffic accident doesn't doesn't make front front page news, uh, so whereas every suicide bombing does. So it's been fair, fairly quiet more more recently, I'd say. More recently, so when I was there, they were bombing that border town. Those bombs were coming over, and I was in Matula, and I was right near the Lebanese border also. And they were telling me uh, how you know that was during the Lebanese incursion, and everyone has stories of you know of um, you know of what, what what's going on over there and and yeah they are they they you know everything is more deliberate you know you go to restaurants sometimes they're checking you and um you know you know it's outside of places but i mean the country i mean it's beautiful and uh, the heritage and you know it's sort of a whirlwind tour and i met a lot of poets there and um you know it was a great trip i'm just saying you know for guys now i'm not particularly well traveled um and so you know, to go from Boston to Israel, and you know, the Middle East is what's you know, it's, it's not like you know, the Middle East is a hotbed at times, and so it was a for me, it was a culture, a big, big shock to the system, but it was great. I wouldn't, I don't regret it one minute. That's great. Well, um, 
good to hear about that that experience. How, the the magazine that that Ibbotson puts out is that how frequently does that come out? Well, we've been doing it originally. When I was really ambitious. Um, we were doing. I was doing. I was doing it. You know, four times a year. I was driving. You know, to the grave. Um, but then, as things progressed and we got more people involved, I, you know, I delegate a lot of the stuff to different. You know, we have Dorian Brooks, who's our uh, who's our copy editor, and Robert K. Johnson is is our uh, submissions editor. Our new one is going to be Irene Coronas. But we have a lot of people doing stuff, and that, so it's twice a year now, which is much more manageable. You know, twice a year it's been that way for a long time. That's great. And if people want to to check out the press, where can they go? I would say uh, you would go to ibbotsonpress.com. That's I-B-B-E-T-S-O-N press, you know, one word, dot com. Okay. And also I have, if they're interested in, you know, developments in the Boston poetry area and uh, small press, things of that nature, I would say go to Doug Holder, D-O-U-G-H-O-L-D-E-R dot blogspot, B-L-O-G spot, S-P-O-T, one word, dot com. Is there a lot of poetry going on in Boston? Is there a particular like regular reading that people can show up to if they, that you like? Oh, Boston! Boston has a tremendous literary tradition. I mean, even the place I work—I work at a mental hospital for the last 26 years, well, McLean Hospital. And I've run poetry groups for patients. But the hospital here, um, hospitalized Robert Lowell, who wrote a poem about waking in the blue about McLean Hospital, Sylvia Plath, and Ann Sexton ran poetry groups here and was hospitalized here briefly. Um, but in Boston itself, there's so many poetry groups. There's slam poetry at the Cantab Lounge. There's the Out of the Blue Art Gallery in Cambridge that has more traditional spoken work. There's academic poetry at Harvard. I mean, it's it's not a night and a week where there's a few things going on, and you have all these poets coming in or on faculty here in Boston. Uh, you know, uh, last week uh, Seamus Haney was in, and um, you know, uh, it, you know, I'm going to have at our Bagel Bards meeting, which is a weekly meeting of poets called Bagel Bards. We're going to have Clayton Eshelman, a, a, a groundbreaking translator, and the uh, Chinese dissident poet. Um, a. Ling, who was, um, you know, expelled from China because of uh, his literary journal and stuff like that. So, I mean, they're just coming for bagels and coffee. I mean, you know, it's just, it's an amazing area that's for being a writer. It's just so many, so much happening. Robert Pinsky was at our Writers' Festival. This year we're having Juno Diaz, who was right in the neighborhood. Uh, so it's, it's an amazing area to be a writer, a marvelous opportunity. That's great. Well, um, thanks for all that info on that. Before I let you go, do you have uh, one more poem you want to read? Sure, I'll read one more poem. Um, it's kind of a funny, sad poem. It's a little disgusting poem. There's no cursing or anything. But it's, it's this story, if you remember, authorities are considering charges in the bizarre case of a woman who police said sat on her boyfriend's toilet for two years. Do you remember that story? Yeah. The woman who sat on the toilet for two years. And when you think of it, it's only a hassle to get up from what you revisit time and time again. All that you take in in this life is a wash anyway. All your slick posturing, the endless histrionics wind up in a dance, cheek to cheek above the bowl. All your up and paddling leads to those placid waters. And royalty, yes, even a king will make his royal flush. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
that's um, that's a great vision for us to you know for to be the foundation for the for the rest of the reading. <laughs> Doug, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, Doug, thanks for calling in and uh, and for uh, as always for participating in Poetry Superhighway projects. Thank you, and thanks for um, a great project. Thank Bye-bye. you. That was uh, Doug Holder calling from Boston, Massachusetts. Doug uh, was a recent Poet of the Week. Um, if you click on Past Poets of the Week, you can see his work uh, September 8th through September 15th, and you can visit uh, uh, the websites that he mentioned to um, <laughs> learn more about Ibbotson Street Press. Ibbotson, uh, gosh, I'm not going to say it wrong, but I'm sure if you look it up uh, on the on the web, you'll see it. Um, and then I'm I'm just looking on the his Poets of the Week page, and you can visit his his blog, which is Doug Holder blogspot.com where you can you can I'm sure get to him for the other information as well. Um, again, the number is area code 646-716-7362. You're invited to call in and read your poetry. Uh, Doug made a point of mentioning that his poem didn't have cursing in it, but uh, I would like to make a point of mentioning that if yours does, that's fine too. Again, we don't have any content or style restrictions. Um, 646-716-7362. Uh, bringing us in to the second half of the show um, is a caller from the 205 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hello. Rick, can you hear me? I can hear you. Rick, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, yes, this is Michael calling. Hi, Michael. Where are you calling from? Uh, Birmingham, Alabama. How are things in Birmingham today? Uh, it's nice, about 75, 80 degrees. Fantastic. Um, uh, well, I'm glad you called in. Um, our, our first call from Alabama today. Um, and uh, do you have a poem you'd like to read? And it's not my first time calling in. First time okay, today, right. though. Oh, yeah, first time. But it's, I've called several times before. And uh, when I don't, I always listen to the show by way of the podcast. I, turn it on and listen to it while I'm on the computer. I wanted to do something a little different today because I'm a little bit unprepared. Um, October 7th this past week was Edgar Allan Poe's death date, an October death date. So wow. I'm, a, uh, I'm a great admirer of Edgar Allan Poe. He was one of our first major literary figures. And uh, I'd wanted to read Annabelle Lee, but I didn't have a chance to get a copy of it. So I thought maybe I'd read some excerpts from it and a little bit of talk on it. And then I am going to close with one little point uh, as a tribute to your the, the new child you just had, Jude. Yeah. Okay. Papa, uh, Papa Rick. Okay. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe, the poem, Annabelle, is the last completed poem that he wrote. And it actually was not published until two days after he passed. It was first published as part of his obituary. Uh I was a child, and she was a child in the kingdom by the sea. I also draw a lot of parallels with another contemporary of his, um, Emily Bronte, on the other side of the Atlantic. I don't even know if they knew each other. Uh, She was born about 10 years after him, and she died a year before he did. And that reminds me of uh, Heathcliff and Catherine in Weathering Heights when they first made their bond as a child, and they stayed the whole life through, and of course, even after she died, he still had communication, and they had a will, their passion didn't die with her death. 
I thought that was an interesting parallel as I was re-looking over this point. And why I was re-looking over this point is I'm a patron of Stevie Nicks. I think she's a great recording artist, singer-songwriter. In fact, I consider her the Emily Bronte of contemporary pop rock. And about five months ago, I happened to discover by way of YouTube that she has done a song version that's pretty true to the actual text of Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm not surprised by that because, one, she's one of his, he's one of her favorite writers, as she has said in interviews. And two, the song, as uh, the poem, as you probably know, has a strong affinity to the song and its structure and its rhythm has an insistent musicality in it. So it didn't surprise me at all. And I think she did an admirable job of adapting it, translating it into song. If anyone's interested, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, another line that I really liked is to me, I never have forgotten it. That's a classic line, I guess. Uh, not even the angels in the heaven above or the demons from under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And Papa Rick, again, congratulations. Yeah. And I'll, I'll close with this little poem. Just a few weeks, still a few weeks old, still just a few weeks old, and too new to know sunlight from moon. Good health to all well, of you. Good talking to you, Michael. That's a great. That's a great piece. I, you know, I, I spend all day uh, uh, pointing at the sun and saying, "Jude, that's the sun." And then at night, I, you know, "Jude, that's the moon." So I think we're going to get there, and we're going to. We're going to invalidate that poem. Uh, well, what prompted me to, well, what prompted me to write that is that's the beauty of, of their age is they don't know the clock. Uh, how I wish we didn't have to know the clock. They're in that timeless mode right now. <laughs> and that's what prompted me to write that. Okay, well, good talking to you. I know you have other callers, and I'll try to call in the near future. And if I don't, I will be listening. Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, thanks for calling back in, and thanks for the poem for Jude. All right, that was uh, Michael from uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Um, uh, uh, read some some Poe in uh, in honor of Poe's death last uh, last week, October seventh. My birthday was actually October tenth, Friday. So um, uh, I'll go ahead and uh, email you all my address, and you could send large sums of cash. I'm actually looking for a larger car. If you've got a if you've got a brand new. Uh, uh, a four-door hybrid of some kind. You can send that over. That will really help us out. To, uh, uh, <clears throat> trying to fit the baby into the two-door is a, it's an effort. It's an effort. So send me your hybrids. Uh, uh, we, need, we need them here in Van Nuys. Um, so yeah, Jude, our son was born uh, three weeks and two days ago, and uh, he's doing well. And uh, he probably, as Michael suggested, can't tell the difference between the sun and the moon. But uh, that'll probably be one of the first things he picks up, because uh, pretty much that's all we talk about here in in our house. Uh, me being a poet, and my wife being someone who likes both the sun and the moon. So uh, there you go, there you go. Um, so please call in, folks. I've, I've got plenty of open lines, and we got plenty of show left, and uh, and we want to hear your work. This is uh, this is what this show is about, and love to hear. Uh, if you, even if you just want to call in and. And uh, let us know about a reading or something that you don't want to read. You just want to tell us about some readings in your community or something of that nature. It's it's all about you know it's all about that exposing everyone to everything else, uh, which is a, 
In particular, I mean that in a poetic way, but uh, perhaps there's other ways that you mean that, and that's fine too. The number is 646-716-7362. Now is the time to call in. Uh, moving right along to uh, Don. Are you there, Don? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hear me. I can definitely oh, hear you. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it I is can nice. Hear so you Don, Fantastic. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the Great Sonoma up in Northern California. Northern California. You know, you're you're breaking up a little bit. Where Jack uh, London used to be. Okay, what's the name of the city again? Sonoma. Oh, Sonoma. Sonoma. Okay. Great. Oh, and, okay. Uh, Jack London's old practicing ground. Excellent. So do you have a poem you'd like to read? I'm going to try to get Morash. It begins with a quote. I saw the minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving historically naked. I am the ghost of young horse on bus. Go by embers, talk, shouted loud, volcanically, coerce me, slash and cut in knife-like sweeps against the speakers for the holy state. Instead, I increase the volume on Sibelius' bones, symphonized in Sith nonsense, continue to abuse, mentally ill with bad faith, insults about free will in hopes of forcing them to carve up and kill so that they can be jailed, I whisper, remember Melville's Billy Budd, remember Melville's Billy Budd, and Bamba Quiet throat is not the cutthroat. Well, it's interesting. You know, I um, uh, listening to the the style in which you read that poem, and having had the previous caller, Michael, um, talk about Edgar Allan Poe, I, I would, uh, uh, having of course never heard Edgar Allan Poe read, I would I would suspect he sounded just like you did right then. Oh, Lord, <laughs> I hope not. Meant, meant as a compliment. I mean, it's a, a really, you know, well, well, well read in a certain style that we might, you know, hear Poe's poetry in as well. But uh, no, no offense meant at all. Don, do you participate in any poetry well, events in Sonoma? I'm an open mic individual. I used to do... Um, but I don't do it anymore. It's a little bit too um, pressure-setting. Too much. 45 minutes an hour is too much. So I can do 10, 15 minutes at most, but usually prefer 7 to 8 minutes. Of open and mic if you time want to see... No, no, no. Featured. Featured oh, time. I, I don't do features anymore. But I would 
suggest that you go to Finn, New World Finn, Google it, and then look up at Google Hagelberg, H-A-G-E-L-E-R-G, and Google New World Finn, and uh, poetry will come. As far as the as far as the uh, situation here in Sonoma County, there are about five open mics a week, which means can work it, and hopefully we will be able to get some of the individuals who MC the open mics to cooperate with each other and put out. Unified, unified uh, publicity. Well, that would uh, that would be a joy. But it sounds like if they've got you on the case, uh, 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 you could just go ahead and, and unify um, them by making the announcement for them. So, listen, Don. Thank you very much for reading the poem and for telling us a little bit about poetry in Sonoma as well. Kitoxia. Thank you very much. In Finnish, from Amoshagoyam. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Don. Please call back in sometime, okay? All right, that was uh, Don calling from Sonoma, California, telling us a little bit about uh, uh, the community. Five open mics uh, a week there, and apparently, according to Don, none of the hosts uh, communicate with each other or, or unify their, their publicity. But that's, that's okay. It just means... Uh, uh, you know, if you happen to be in Sonoma on almost any night of the week, you got something to do poetic-aliciously. So the number to call in, we've got I've got one caller from the 205 area code uh, on the line right now, and I'm going to get to you in just a second. Uh, definitely want you, the rest of you, to call in from no matter where you are in the world. Um, read a poem or two. The number is 646-716-7362. Six two, uh, call in and tell us about your poetry community. Make an announcement. Uh, maybe you run an online zine or something, and you you want to you want to make a call for submissions or something of that nature. You don't have to read a poem. You can just tell us about that. Um, uh, but of course, you're welcome to read a poem. Six four six seven one six seven three six two, and uh, hello, caller from the two o five area code. Anybody there? Nobody there from the 205 area code. Is anybody there on the line? Maybe you don't know what area code you're in, and I'm just saying this. And If you happen to be on the phone right now, say something. Oh, well, <laughs> no one there. That's embarrassing uh, for all of us. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling your, uh, your embarrassment, everyone. Um, all right, so um, uh, moving along... Uh, Alrighty, I just got a message in the uh, in the chat room that I should read my new poem about why breast milk is better than creamer. Um, I, if I've written such a poem, I have no memory of it. But uh, but but uh, I'll I'll try to find it and uh, and we'll see if we can't uh, get that read real soon. Okay, it looks like we've got the uh, 205 caller back. Are you there? We do not. Wow, the uh, 205 area code is apparently a, 
uh, looks like the uh, the collider has uh, little micro black holes have broken through and have sucked up our caller from the 205 area code. So uh, that means we need to turn to other area codes. And in order for that to work, I'm going to need you to call in and uh, actually read your poetry. So again, the number is 646-716-7362. Uh, call in. We've got uh, 15 minutes left in the show and plenty of time for poetry uh, for your poetry. looks like we've got a caller from the 561 area code on the line. Hello. Hi, Rick. You mentioned my name just now. I didn't phone in, but didn't want you to think I was rude and didn't take the call. It's Martin Steele, yeah. Hey, Martin. Did I mention your name? I don't recall mentioning your name, but you're, of course, welcome to have called in. I thought you said it's Martin Steele 561 on the line and there's nobody there. It's embarrassing. I didn't want you to think I was snubbing you or anything. I have been listening on my computer. So so I thought I'd just, just call you in and say, look, I'm, I'm here. Well, that's fantastic. You got a poem you want to read as long as you're on the line? Yeah, sure. I can if it's all right with you. Um, of course. I wrote, I wrote this. Uh, I usually write stuff in the morning. You were quite terrific. Uh, I'm just going to make my computer a little bit softer because I didn't know I'd be able to get you on, on my computer. Things are looking up. Uh, can you hear me, Rick? I can hear you. Okay. Uh, this poem is called uh, Music in My Head. We lost each other between unplayed notes. I carry guitar strings in my head and her heart harbors a lone cellist composing new love songs. In the morning I awake to moonbeams stripped of silent notes. The talented sun shines and tucks A-flats under a suspenseful yawn. Rays pulse in rapid two steps and the union consummated in my head of guitar strings and cellist curls is for a song made in heaven. Our pet was a basset horn who arranged meringue maracas. We recognized the church chimes, me with my guitar strings in my head and she with her cello wrapped around her heart. We found each other at last in a tempest fugue, raging with the echoes of lost psalms. That's it. That's nice, Martin. Thank you very much. How's everything in Delray Beach, Florida? Fine, thanks, Rick. Uh, the weather's getting a little bit cooler. Instead of being 91, we got 90 today, so it's cooling down a bit. And... Um, it's nice. I've been looking forward to listening into your program. Fortunately, as I say, I could get it on my computer. And um, you've received a few emails from me. Rick, uh, really appreciate it, and I uh, hope you don't. Um, I hope you recognise my misunderstanding. Uh, not, not even worth mentioning, uh, Martin. You, you know, you mentioned in an email that you're going to be coming here to Southern California coming up soon. Is it? Uh, for any poetic reasons, or uh... Uh, I'm going to visit my brother in Huntington Beach. And I thought once I'm in the area that I'll have time, uh, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to meet you and see you. But uh, I didn't get any time. Is it possible to have a word with you? Perhaps to have a reading or something? Is there any way that the public get hold of you? Yeah, well, you know, I host a reading every week on Tuesday nights at a place in Canoga Park, which is really not very close to Huntington Beach, but certainly much closer than Florida. Um, probably about an hour's drive, depending on uh, on uh, on uh, on what time you come. But uh, it's an open reading, and you're certainly welcome to to come out and participate. And it'd be great to meet you in person. Yes, I'll give you a call. the the, num the number I get you on is that the number here six four six seven one six seven three six two. 
No, that's uh, uh, that's not my personal phone number. That's the call-in number for the uh, for this radio show. But you know, we'll email and I'll let you know how to how to get in touch. Uh, otherwise, if, if it's okay, okay you, I'm not going to go ahead. Anyway, Rick, all the best and happy birthday for last week as well. Oh, thank you very much. All right, Martin, great to hear your voice. Thanks for calling Thanks. in. Thanks. Same here, Rick. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was um, Martin Steele calling from Delray Beach, Florida. Martin is a regular caller. He's called in almost every show we've had the last uh, last several months. Um, and um, uh, a recent uh, Poet of the Week as well, uh, and uh, just a, a nice guy, and, and he's got one of those cool accents that you could just listen to all day, so it, you know, it just kind of makes it all easier. All right, folks, we got about uh, 12 minutes or so left in the show. Um, the number to call in is area code, wow, I've said it so many times I've forgotten it now, 646-716-7362. Open lines, uh, you'll get right on if you call in right now. Unless, you, of course, you're that caller from the 205 area code who keeps not getting through um, in some kind of vicious cycle of, uh, of, of I don't know what. Um, so yeah, again, 646-716-7362. It's an open reading. People call in and read openly. I do have one new parenting poem which I can read for you. It doesn't mention breast milk, though, so I hope that you guys in the chat room won't be too disappointed. Um, this is called Advice from a New Father to Those Thinking About It. With 13 days of experience, I can tell you this. Start with an egg upon which you've painted a mustache. Try to keep it intact for 18 years. If all goes well, impregnate someone. By then, I have, may have more to tell you. That's it. That's my new fatherhood poem. Um, I assume you're all applauding in your uh, different parts of the uh, of the world there. Um, let's see, 205 area code, are you there? Something's, something's wrong in the 205 area code, I'll tell you what. Uh, but that's okay. So uh, anyway, I was, uh, please do call in. Um, the number is 646-716-7362. For God's sake, you don't want me to just read this phone number for the next 10 minutes, do you? Because uh, that's that's what it's coming in, coming down to. So uh, so call in 646-716-7362. I'm going to get that tattooed on the uh, space between my upper and lower lip. So that way I won't have to read it. Out loud. So yeah, I host, uh, as uh, I was just mentioning, an open reading every Tuesday night, uh, starting at nine o'clock at, uh, at uh, the Cobalt Cafe in Canoga Park. It is um, an open reading, much like this one, except that um, works a little bit differently. If there's no callers, uh, you know, that is in that case, if there's less readers, then you know, I just end the reading. But here we've got an hour show, so if there's no callers, I just have to kind of keep going and <laughs> saying God knows what to God knows who's listening. And if I were doing this at the Cobalt, I'd essentially be talking to an empty room, which some nights are kind of like that, actually, even when it's a full house. But that's no offense to any of you who have, uh, who have uh, been to the Cobalt Cafe, because those aren't the nights I'm talking about. 
Um, so uh, uh, nine o'clock, um, we have featured readers three weeks out of the month on the Tuesday nights. The first two readers, first two weeks, I pick the featured reader. This particular week, um, this Tuesday, Mark Jampol will be reading. He's a poet from the East Coast, someone who I've never met, but who happens to be traveling through Southern California and are putting him up at the Cobalt, and uh, very excited to be able to do that. Um, and we also feature uh, locals uh, the Tuesday after that, the second Tuesday in, uh, what month is it now? October. Um, next week we will be featuring Aaron Baird, who's a local poet. And then every third Tuesday I uh, feature a poet, uh, actually I uh, uh, have invited for every third Tuesday a group called the Valley Contemporary Poets to present a featured poet. Um, they are a, a nonprofit poetry organization here in the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles. They have been um, in existence since 1980 uh, presenting a poetry reading series. And um, they, uh, uh, <laughs> it's a great organization. They've been publishing anthologies every year of poets. Um, so um, rather than me picking the poet every week, I kind of give it over to them every um, Every uh, every third Tuesday, and uh, and uh, they pick a poet, and often it's someone who I've never met or, or heard of, which is which is great um, because it kind of expands my uh, world of poetry as well as the world of poetry of the people who are in the audience that day, as well as um, the world of the, that poet who might not have ever been to the Cobalt to experience that community. So that's uh, the third Tuesday of every month, and um, on the third Tuesday this month, the poet is Fernando Castro. Um, any relation to the more famous Castro family? I have no idea, but um, that's who's reading on the third Tuesday. And then any additional Tuesdays of the month, it is just a, a uh, an open reading, kind of like this one, except it's in person, so you kind of have to wear clothes. And that's, uh, it's a difference between what we do here on Poetry Superhighway Live and there in person live at the Cobalt Cafe. Five minutes left in the show. Uh, there are uh, plenty of open lines for you to call in. The area code is 646. The phone number is 716-7362. Call in and read your poems. Damn it. Um, let's see. Um, what else can I tell you, as long as I'm just vamping here for the last five minutes of the show? This is the first time ever in, uh, in the uh, many months that I've been doing this that uh, I've had a, 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 a time when no one is on the air. Um, and it's, uh, it's, um, it's a little nerve-wracking because I have to come up with, with brilliant things to say. I'm, I'm hoping you're finding this. This brilliant. Um, I could uh, I could ask you a few questions. I could answer a few questions that are from people who are in the chat room. If that is uh, if 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 that that could be a way to spend the time now, um, it could turn into the all about Rick Lupert show, uh, which is fine. Um, so question number one: When am I coming to Portland? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. I have no current plans to come to Portland, but I'd be happy to come to Portland. Uh, to read poetry or, or any of that, whatever you do up there in Portland. Um, next question, uh, am I saying that I'm not wearing any clothes? Yes. I usually do the show completely naked. Um, and it just, I think it helps, uh, uh, it helps make me feel a little more 
more poetic. Um, let's see, the 205 caller, uh, are you there? You happen to know? Maybe it's, you know, I put you on the air, and as soon as I say your name, you completely hang up. So it, it is teasing. That's what I'm not putting you on. It's, it's over. Forget it. Your, your chance is, is done. The entire 205 area code, you're banned. That's it. We're done. We're done with you. Um, so again, the number is 646-716-7362. Our next show is going to be uh, on November uh, 9th, I believe it is, at uh, 2 o'clock p.m. And it is a chance for you to call in and read your poetry. And uh, just like today, um, I want to thank everyone who did call in today. Um, we started out and had a great conversation with Doug Holder from uh, Ibbotson Street uh, Press um, from Massachusetts, who was a recent Poet of the Week. You can see more of his work by clicking on Past Poets of the Week. Um, Dave Nordling, uh, actually he was the first caller, I'm sorry, Dave Nordling called uh, from Santa Monica, someone I know certainly from the Southern California uh, area, used to be or is occasionally a regular at the Cobalt, used to, used to come all the time, a good guy um, who runs a reading at the Rap Saloon. Um, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama called in. Michael, um, thanks for calling in and, and reading your Poe work and for, uh, for um, uh, the poem that you read for my uh, new son, Jude. I want to thank uh, Don from Sonoma for calling in and telling us about uh, or reading the poem that you did, the, 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 the Poe. No, that was uh, Michael, I'm sorry. Uh, but you read a poem that I thought was in the style of uh, Poe. So Don from Sonoma, thanks for calling in and telling us about your community. And uh, Martin Steele from uh, Delray Beach, Florida, one of the most regular uh, callers. You know, Peter Schwartz, I don't know if you're listening to these shows, and we're what used to call every every single week. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, my God, you've stopped calling if I've done something to offend you. Uh, my apologies um, if, uh, if I did. Um, so again, call in again. Uh, our next show is next month, uh, um, uh, November 9th at 2 o'clock p.m. It's an open reading. You'll, of course, get, get our... Um, Get, our, get that info on the Poetry Superhighway email list. Thanks again to everyone who participated in the, uh, in the contest, which we had um, running between July and last week, and to our judges and all of that. Our next project, I believe, is the Great Poetry Exchange, which we do every year. You'll, uh, you'll get an announcement uh, about that on February 1st. And basically what that is is if you volunteer to... Um, send your poetry book, your chat book, anything. It has to be a physical book by you, um, even if it's something that you make yourself um, to someone else in the world. Then I'm going to collect all the people who volunteer to to do that. And uh, and at the end of the month, um, uh, we will pass. We will randomly assign different people to different people. And um, you will, uh, in exchange for sending your poetry book to a random person in another part of the world, um, your, you will receive a poetry book from a random person from someone else in the world. So that's a cool thing uh, that's going to be happening uh, in February uh, through March of, uh, of this year, the Great Poetry Exchange, uh, we call it. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to all you people and your sorted chat in the chat room. Uh, great to have you listening. Um, this has been the October 2008 edition of the Poetry Superhighway Live Worldwide Open Reading. We'll be back again next month. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and have a lovely 
rest of your afternoon.